look, my day job as a firefighter is tough, but my night job as a social media manager, my Persian cat Jinxie, that's intense. It's 8 p.m., I've finally gotten home from another 24-hour shift, and I just want to kick back with a cold one, but... Old Jinxie knocks my beer right off the counter and gives me that look that says, no drinking on the clock. But Heineken Zero Zero keeps us both happy. Zero alcohol, but just as refreshing. So I get my drink, and I can still work on Jinxie's new line of merch. Heineken Zero Zero. 0.0% alcohol. Now you can. Must be 21 plus to purchase. Enjoy responsibly. Hi, I'm Colin Horton. I'm an award-winning surveyor, part-time property investor, and self-confessed entrepreneur. I believe that business is all about getting to know the people that you're dealing with, and that's exactly what we're going to be doing on this podcast. We'll be having in-depth chats, asking the personal questions, and ultimately, getting candid. Hi guys, today's podcast is all about relationships. Now, we're going to be talking about personal relationships and business relationships. Um, so first things first, um, personal relationships and how they interact with your career. Now, I'm, I can talk from the heart because I have recently gone through a very kind of emotional breakup with my kind of first love. Um, we were together for eight years and we changed a lot, you know, over that period of time. You know, when we first met, um, I was a proper loser, a massive, massive, massive loser, and I didn't really have anything going for me. And she came from a wonderful family who were very uh, welcoming to me as this little scruffy kid from Essex who didn't really have any ambition or drive. And she supported me throughout my career as it kind of went from, you know, from strength to strength. And then back in 2017, when I said to her, you know, I, I'm looking to start my own business up, she supported me entirely. And I will never, ever, 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 ever forget that. Um, you know, as business took off, you know, I was getting into situations where I had never been in before. Um, you know, I was meeting people who I'd never met. I was out in places I'd never been. And I was having to deal with situations I'd never dealt with before. And it was it was really, really, really tough um, on us. You know, we, I'm very placid. I don't row. Uh, neither did my ex at the time. So we never really got to speak about kind of things that were concerning her. Um, I was so embroiled in my own, you know, self-indulgent career. I was trying to push myself. I was out and about. I was getting more and more confident. And it was almost like I left her behind. And I do regret that, you know, to this day. I do I do feel that uh, it would be lovely to kind of have her on the journey. Uh, but in my sector, the property sector, no one seems to bring their partners anywhere. And it is very much like a solo venture. Um, she, you know, at the start, she was very keen to be involved with it. But I wanted to have that to have, have that you know, separation between relationships and people. Uh, relationships and people, that does not work. <laughs> Relationship and business. And I made a conscious effort to keep, you know, work at work, home at home. And, you know, as the business, you know, started to take off, I, I was running networking events and I was going out and I was out till late. I was out drinking. I was out meeting people, you know, and you, when you're out, right, you do you do have a flirt. And, you, you know, it's, you know, because I'm a devilishly handsome young man, you know, there was women all over me. <laughs> oh, that's cringe, Carl. But, um, but yeah, it was, 
it was hard. I was getting put in positions where I never really wanted to be in. I felt uncomfortable in certain situations. And, you know, I knew that as time progressed that, you know, I, I felt like my mine and my partner's life was going different ways. I was always pushing for the next thing where she was just happily content. So it's so important to have a partner um, in your life who does support you, who supports your decisions, who does keep you grounded, who will... Uh, openly ask you about your work because it is important to be able to discuss that because sometimes they might not really care what happened in you know in, in my most recent lease extension in Knightsbridge but for me just be able to you know articulate that to somebody is so cathartic and so having a partner who will listen to you support you and guide you in your own um, career is vital now I'm talking about romantic partner uh, someone that you know you can come home with you still want to rip the clothes off uh, but at the same time they can ask you about work in the morning and actually have a genuine interest if you can find that person guys in life you find them you look you you know you don't let them go um you know me and my ex we became friends and we are still very good friends to this day uh, but we were just friends at the end you know we you know that we you know we had different paths and I think I, you know, my constant drive to keep improving the business and keep growing and, you know, increasing wealth, etc. We just weren't compatible at that time. So you do need to find someone that is compatible and don't be scared to get out of a relationship if you're not happy. If you don't feel that person is the right person for you or they're not supporting you, then get out. Like, you don't have to stay in these things because life tells you you have to follow a path. You don't have to do that. You can't just jump. You don't, it's fucking hard. And it's the worst night of my life. But don't feel like you have to stay in something if it's not right for you. And I see so many situations and hear people say things. And I was like, we don't have to be in that situation if you don't want to. You can't get out of it. Obviously, it becomes more tricky when children are involved. Um, Please don't, you know, don't give yourself mental anguish if you are in a relationship that is going to hold you back in your personal life, your your, your mental health, and also it's going to hold you back in your career because you do not need that. Um... But obviously, always try and work things through and make sure you do discuss your concerns with your loved ones because it's so important. If you don't, don't let it build up. That's the worst thing. And they start having rows and they don't know why you're getting aggy. So please do talk to them. Um, But it does make a massive difference when your kind of romantic partner is behind you Uh, because, you know, you want to take them to events. You want to show them off. You want them to be the kind of the apple of your eye. And, you know, I, I do think there's a time and a place to keep things separate. Um, but I do think, in, you know, in the future, I, you know, I want someone in my life who's like-minded, who's a career-minded person who can um, help guide me uh, as much as I can help guide them. So um, that's something to, I don't know, this became a relationship counselling course. This wasn't really what I signed up for. And I don't think this is what you signed up for. But um, it's, quite a, it's quite a powerful thing to talk about. And I think a lot of people are scared to talk about relationships and that because everyone does seem to follow a life path um, and it's lovely to see some of my friends who are so desperately in love with their, with their girlfriends and you know I envy that and that's you know that's something that I, I want to have one day um, but then I also see people who you know who are outwardly just not happy and I was like well don't get out of that situation um, and that brings me on to my friends so you know having friends that support you um is you know it's incredibly important it's a difficult one in business because friends as a general rule you know peer groups etc will often look at people who are doing well i'm not saying me but other people in their friendship group with envy and there can be jealousy and it can make things tricky you can sometimes become the butt of jokes 
And, um, you know, it's hard. It can be hard because you might not want to necessarily talk about your successes. Uh, I'm very much someone that will pour water over myself. So I'll big myself up and then knock myself down straight away. Uh, because I don't like to make people feel uh, that they, they're they not um, the same level or that they're inferior because I am simply someone who has just blagged their way through life. They're not that bright. I'm not that academic. Um, I'll just develop some more right cheekbones and a good hairline. But that hairline is retracting a little bit at the moment. Um, so do make sure that your friends around you are supporting you. Get rid of negativity in your life. You don't need that. You don't need anyone negative or dragging you down. But there will always be people that drag you down, but purely because it's jealousy. You don't need them in your life. You want people that are going to support you. I was always told as well, especially because you're always going to have your, your day ones, your OGs, your, your school friends, etc. But as you grow out into the business world, um, or even in the, you know, the corporate world, if you're going through that way, and you're an entrepreneur, not an entrepreneur, Surround yourself with people that are like-minded and that will you'll gain knowledge from. You don't always want to be the smartest man in the room. You want other people that are going to inspire you. And for me, that's something that I've really learned um, over the last two or three years. I spend a lot of time touching base with other business owners who are, you know I strive to be like. And there's a couple of guys locally that are absolutely killing it at the moment. And I, you know, I go for morning walks with them. I try and spend as much time with them as I can, you know, not in a weird way. Just, you know, I, I thrive with their energy and I need energy. I need positive people around me. So make sure you, your friendship groups and, you, you know, are a relationship that is beneficial for you, not something that drags you down and it offers support in your career. Um, sometimes a little, you know, a little one hour walk can generate hundreds of ideas uh, for business and you might oh I never thought about that oh you thought about doing that oh I might do that oh actually I was looking to do that and then before you know it you're getting referrals left right and centre and you're the go to name and it all goes back to kind of building your personal brand because you you want people to know you as the best person that does what you do so by having those business relationships with people it's so important um, one thing I do love to do when I can is mentor and push others there's a couple of guys in my friendship group who are so smart and so intelligent. They have such great potential, but uh, just don't lack maybe the urgency or the belief in themselves that they can do it. And I love kind of being their personal hype man, you know, giving them a little bit of a push. You can do this. You can do this. Do this. Do that. You know, guide them, you know, just hyping them up. And if you can do that to other people in your professional sector, I really do think you'll pay off in the long run because those people will always remember it. You always remember those hype men. You always remember those people that gave you the opportunity in life. And uh, I had one at, Re at my first job at the Regis Group, a guy called Paul McFadden. Um, he was a real kind of mentor for me. And he, and he saw, he gave me an opportunity. He saw opportunity in myself personally. And he gave me opportunities to thrive. And I will never you know, forget that man because he was, he was just fantastic for me. And without him, I, I know I would not be here today. So if you are listening, Paul, cheers, cheers, mate. This one's for you. Um, and also, just I done my love language the other day, and you know, it's these five love languages uh, kind of indicate kind of how you display love and how you want love to be displayed to you. And mine was admiration, and I was like, "Yep, yeah, you're insecure, motherfucker." <laughs> and uh, basically, I love people to tell me that I'm doing well. But by proxy of that, I love to give that kind of love to people by telling people you're doing well, you're smashing it, giving compliments. So I do actually recommend you do that. There is, there's a, I think it's on Google. Just type in five love language tests. 
and um, you go through it and it will kind of tell you how you like to give love. Um, but you can take that into your business world, whether that's to give gifts or to do acts of kindness um, or, you know, admiration. And it will help you kind of work out the type of people you want around you and what you expect from people. I expect people um, to be nice to each other, really. That, I mean, fundamentally, that's, you know, that's what it comes down to. Um, just a nice guy, just want some nice people around. So have a look at that. I mean, for me, that's a very important thing to realise is kind of what type of gain you want from a, a relationship, whether that's romantically or in your friendship level. Now, in business, like networking is so important. Um, you do have to meet some dickheads. We all know that. We've all been there. You know, no offense to any of the dickheads listening, but you're always going to be a dickhead. Um, and we do have to like, just tolerate that. So, little tricks is just always listen, smile, um, try and get someone in, in the networking event. <laughs> you give them a sign, they'll come and get you. But uh, make sure you ask questions. People just love to be asked questions about themselves. As you can tell, I'm speaking on the podcast about myself. In, you know, it couldn't be more self-indulgent. So people love to, you know, to, to tell you something about them. So, but remember that fact about that person. So, you know, Jeremy comes along and he's like, oh, you know, I love dogs. I mean, that's the worst example, isn't it? But next time you see Jeremy, you'll be like, oh, hello, mate, how's the dog? And he'll, that, he'll know that, but oh, God, he actually listens. And it just gives you a bit of mutual ground and a bit of kind of uh, something common to talk about. Um, same goes with your clients and your customers. If you can do that for them, I mean, I in the dream world, I would know something about every single one of my customers and clients. Um, that is the dream world where I have nothing else to do and, you know, I have a capacity in my brain to be able to unleash every single possible idea that I have, but I don't. But it's so important to be able to get to know your clients because there'll be time, there are certain clients, I've got certain clients who are tossers. I mean, one or two, I'm not going to name any names. Um, but they don't mind. They'll probably know their tossers as well. <laughs> That's the best bit about it. Sometimes people are just knobs. All right, they're just absolute knobs. Um, but most of my clients are wonderful, wonderful, wonderful people. And, you know, if you just take the time to get to know them a little bit, you can really kind of learn to make your life easier. So when you're responding to emails, some people want really detailed ones, which you have to do because they're your clients. But then some people are just happy with a very short, you know, articulated answer. So do get to know your clients. Do try and find out as much as you can about them. Uh, because ultimately it's only going to help you. You know, sometimes you might have a situation that's a little bit contentious and you need to kind of, uh, you know, get, you know, drop off some bad news. Um, but if you know something about them, you can maybe try and make the conversation, you know, what that's called like a, a shit sandwich. So you will start off really nice and positive. How you been? Blah, blah, blah. Deliver the bad news, uh, which would be, I don't know, in my case, Marmite, because I don't really like Marmite. Um, and then you'll whack the next slice of bread on top of that. And that's a little bit of good news at the end. So, oh, you know, I'm doing well at right, the weekend. Like, I mean, that is a very um, jovial example, but you get the idea. And I think one thing that gets overlooked a lot is your relationship with your brand. Now, I'm obsessed with branding. For me, you know, personal brand is so important. And I need to have a healthy relationship with that brand because 
you can become immersed in it and you can start to lose your own personality because it's all brand Colin, you know? So, oh, I've got to act like this because that's my brand. Don't ever lose who you are. Make sure that your brand is your brand. Yes. But ultimately, the, the best brands are the authentic brands that are, are you. You know, we, yeah, I don't want to see a false, a false version of me. You know, the brand has to be something that is authentic, that is relatable and believable. Um, you know, when I do this podcast, I sound remotely posh and I'm, I am going against what I'm saying here because I'm actually as Essex as you like, but nobody wants to listen to a guy from South End ramble on for, you know, 15, 20 minutes. So I do have to, you know, enhance it a little bit, but don't lose touch of your, of your brand, yourself, your own personal brand and your company's brand. You know, you do have to ensure that you your authenticity still shines through when you meet people, when you do marketing, etc., etc. I know it's difficult in corporate brands. I know how hard it can be to have a brand of your own, your own personal brand, and to sometimes have a relationship with a corporate brand because sometimes the corporate brands are so stiff. Um, but just make sure that you you keep it healthy up top. And lastly on this very random relationship podcast, um, have a relationship with yourself. Make sure that your relationship with yourself is 100% trustworthy. You trust yourself. You trust your gut. Um, make sure that you support yourself in times of need. There are going to be times where you're going to need some support and there might be no motherfucker around, so you're going to have to support yourself. To so make sure you kind of sit back and say, look, Cole, or not look, Cole, whatever your name is, um, you're making the right decision here. You've weighed everything up. This is the right thing to do. Go for it. You can do this. I trust you. I trust you. You can do this. And honestly, it it is like, just be that person that you you, you wish you had, but just do it to yourself. And um, don't you know, keep it clean. Don't do too much to yourself. But <laughs> I don't know why I ended that on such a crude note there, but I felt like this was more quite a serious podcast. So I had to line it up. Um, but ultimately, if you can learn to love yourself, trust yourself, support yourself, you'll absolutely fly in life. Be you soon, guys. Have you noticed changes in the places and spaces around you? What does a 15-minute city look like? How are companies preparing for life in the metaverse? Check out Changing Places, a podcast that explores the future of our built environments. Join me, Miriam Sobe, in deep dive conversations with experts who are working to make spaces better amid changing ideas, trends, and social issues. Follow Changing Places wherever you get your podcasts. Next time someone needs to send you money, tell them to use Zelle. With Zelle, the money goes straight into your bank account, and it typically only takes minutes between enrolled users. And even if the sender uses a different U.S. bank, it still works. Plus, Zelle is already in over 1,600 banking apps, so you probably won't have to download another one. By the way, make sure the sender has your correct U.S. mobile number or email address so the money goes to the right place. Look for Zelle in your banking app today.